Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 8, Episode 31. I'm Jack. I'm Kevin. I'm Sam. Let's go straight into it. Opening question on today's show. What is the best atmosphere that you've ever experienced as a Spurs fan at a game? Sam, you go first on this one. Last night, 100% hands down. I've never been to a Spurs game with an atmosphere like last night. Describe, describe it then for it's people incredible. I mean, I, like, I've been to a f- games at the lane that were memorable. I mean, it was at the game where we beat Inter Milan. I've been to North London derbies. But last night, the noise, you said to me, Jack, we couldn't even speak to each other during the game. It was that loud. It was just everything every Spurs fan wanted the ground to be for a Champions League night was what it was. It was amazing. Any other games that, that stand out? The in, Inter Milan yeah. in the Champions League, considering they were European champions and what Bale did, um, that was probably the other one. Yes, yeah, those, yeah. those few. And what about you? I think, uh, yeah, last night's atmosphere was extraordinary. It was absolutely... And so you, you've absolutely obviously been brilliant. going to Spurs a lot longer than we have, like a long time. Yeah, like 1970, um, first game. And you genuinely would put that up there as one of the... Oh, I, it, it was so noisy. As Sam said, you couldn't really have a conversation. It was it was absolutely brilliant. I would say I think the eighty one cup final at Wembley was was good, was noisy, got behind the team and as Sam said, a few London derbies and a few away derbies as well when we used to go at Woolwich and you'd get the whole end years ago at Highbury and things like that. But that last night, that was absolutely incredible. And the, and the idea of trying to get everyone to the South Sand to sing and then everyone picked the song up around the ground. Well, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, another game that stands out for me is, uh, thinking back to the old White Hart Lane, was um, the 125th anniversary game against Villa. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. So before the game, um, all the legends were out on the pitch yeah. and there was a real big atmosphere there for that. Um, and then we found ourselves 4-1 down yeah. and the atmosphere all of a sudden had completely disappeared. Yeah. Villa was singing happy birthday to you at 4-1 yeah. and we fought back and drew, which was just a remarkable. It was 4-1 with about 15 minutes to I go. I think when, was it Kabul got the equaliser? Yeah. And I remember the noise when that went in. Was a, But the noise last night when Sun scored was unbelievable. It was just, it, it was, it was, we'll talk about the, the City game in a yeah. bit. Um, so I put this out on social media as well. So here's some other games that people have suggested as, as really good atmospheres. So James C. Diamond has said Real Madrid at Wembley last yeah. season. We yeah, knew from the first leg they were beatable um, and the team started well, which always helps. Um, as soon as that first goal went in, there were nearly 90,000 fans going mental and it didn't stop for the rest of the match. When the third went in, it was unbelievable. And you, we all remember that third goal oh, where yeah. Ericsson gets the ball. Uh, sorry, Kane gets the ball up yeah. the right and you could see Ericsson making the run and you think, yeah. if he looks up and sees him... And he did, and when the ball went in the back of the net, it was absolutely It was one of them goals where you knew he was going to score a few seconds before yeah. it went in. It was yeah. brilliant. I always remember that game, Jack, was when Ali missed a, a really good header for 4-0. Yeah, and I, was sitting there, and I was sitting there thinking, oh my God, that's yeah. nearly 4-0 against the European champions. Yeah. Um, XL THFC also on Reddit has said, not kidding, yesterday, South Upper, nobody sat all game. So he was with his dad and uncle, we've both been to cup finals, huge derbies. And even they agree that that was the best atmosphere they'd ever experienced. Um, it said, I never understand those who say winning a League Cup would feel better than games like yesterday. Total elation. Definitely. That's a really good point. 
Um, five nine five six five nine five six Brilliant. on Reddit. Um, as said, in terms of best atmosphere, the last Chelsea game at the Old Lane when Deli Ali scored those two headers. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was amazing. Yeah. But he yeah. also said last night was definitely up there. The Park Lane was just rippling with noise the whole game. I think you can get, also say the Chelsea the five three game against Chelsea when Kane really when he got them two goals that was noisy that mm. night as well here's another one which I assume that you're going to agree with um, I love Atar on Reddit said 1984 UEFA Cup, Cup final, final at yeah. White Hart Lane uh, so the atmosphere had been a bit limp for most of the game we've been struggling and we're a goal down then Graham Roberts puts in a late equaliser that was extraordinary when he scored I've game. actually because that, that was a bit before my time but I've watched that game back yeah. full game because yeah. I think it was last year Spurs on Spurs TV yeah Put it out there. Anniversary twenty fifth. Yeah, it was something, something, something like that yeah. was it an anniversary, and I watched it, and it was absolutely brilliant. A couple of other people, so um, Billy on Reddit um, has said Inter Milan. So Sam agrees with you. Yeah. There's also other mentions for Real Madrid. Um, this is a bit of a, a strange one, unusual one. So Mapsy ninety one, and um, it said Fiorentina in the Europa League, the old game. It was a solid half hour of Shelfside Park playing at one point, looked great on TV. Oh, was that that game? Um, it was a 3 0, wasn't it? They also said Monica at White Hot Lane, where Lamella scored a hat trick. There's some very strange suggestions. Very, very specific. I was, at, I was at both of them games, and it was um, like any normal Europa League one. But yeah. fair enough, if he okay. enjoyed it, I it's good. I can't believe the Thursday Cup would, would really rival well, last night. You know. Fair play for you. Um, before we go and talk about City, which we definitely will do, we need to review the Palace game. Yep. Which was a week ago. That's that's the first proper game in the new stadium. Um, so we try to get over there as early as possible. I mean, I left I left work pretty much bang on the dot. Got the tube down to Seven Sisters. Walked from Seven Sisters. It was brilliant. Brilliant. Got me blisters down to Seven Sisters. It was brilliant being back in Tottenham. You know, yeah. the test events were great, but this just felt a little bit different. It felt more yeah. real. Um, got inside the ground. I mean, the atmosphere for the Palace game before kickoff. It was rammed. Everyone was so excited. Weren't they? Oh, everyone was at the bars boozing. There was beer everywhere. Everyone was chanting. It was just, it was an unbelievable atmosphere. Uh, it probably wasn't the best game in the world, if we're being completely honest. Got the job um, done though, didn't we? We did get the job done. It was nil-nil at half time, and I think players and fans were both quite nervous. First game and all that. You. Palace are Palace are a bit of an awkward side as well because they literally just two banks of four. Yeah. And it's not easy to break through. And they've got one or two people who are a bit lively going forward. Yeah. Zaha. Um, Zaha, who I think that we kept him relatively quiet. Um I was surprised that Townsend didn't play. I know he came on late in the game, but it was pretty much it was right after we scored our second goal, wasn't it? But like you said, Sam, we got the job done. Yeah. Um Amazing scenes when the Sun goal went in against Palace, albeit massive deflection. But the South Stand absolutely erupted. He celebrated down in that corner in front of us, which is where we sat, which was it was brilliant, absolutely sensational. Yeah, it's everything you wanted it to be. Um, it was the the support was immense, and it was really good to see after having a period of with a lot of Spurs fans kind of falling out of love with the club with Wembley and. How it's been and the lack of signings. It's not yeah. been. It's not been, it's not been an been easy. easy eighteen months being a Spurs fan. But to see everyone back in their thousands and thousands and getting behind the team was brilliant. It was really, really. I good agree with all of that. I think yeah. that's a, you know, I think everyone was a little bit. You just wanted to get that first win. I think everyone was a, as you say, a little bit nervous, a little bit on edge. And once the first goal went in, everyone seemed to. Yeah. 
you know, lose the nerves of the first game. Yeah. And you know what? It is so, so important to start well when you move stadiums. Not yeah. Obviously, not a lot of to do move stadiums. Um, but if you look at teams that have, if you look at Arsenal, when they went to the Emirates, the first four or five games weren't fantastic. And they drew with Villa in their opening game. And they had some in like two wins, two draws from their first four, I which think, is not I think, disastrous. I think, I think the last 12 years not been fantastic. Um, <laughs> but West Ham going to the Olympic Stadium, they really struggled there early on. Um, and people forget about that. It's an Man- athletics track, isn't it, Randy? So they, it's enough to put anybody off, isn't it? When Man City went to the Etihad, I know they obviously weren't anywhere near as strong as they are now, but that wasn't an easy transition for them. Yeah. Us going to Wembley, people forget about that. We didn't start well at all. We, I think, we, was, for a while. we didn't win for the first four or five games. So it's not. It, what my point with it is, yeah. is it's it's not as straightforward as oh, you just go into the new place and you're brilliant. Like everything's different. Everything's I, different. Players no, have to I, adapt. I agree with Fans that. have to adapt. The biggest difference, obviously, with this is that every single Spurs fan has been so excited to get into that new but stadium. But we're home. We're not gone. Yeah. We're not, not like West Ham where they've been moved from their traditional routes to, to you know, a, a bit of an athletics graveyard in the middle of them in the Queen Elizabeth Park, you know, things like that. It drives you mad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, it's two wins from two, and we'll go on and talk about City now. Um, haven't yet conceded as well, which is fantastic, but... Champions League night. So and this is a Champions League quarter final. You know, this is absolutely massive occasion yeah. for us. You know, we haven't been involved in many of these games over the years. Um, so it's fantastic, you know, that we're even a contender in this competition at the minute. So the, the teams come out. I was I was pleased with our side. I think it was massive that we have Winks and Sissoko in there fully fit. Um, we'll talk about individual performances in a minute. But I mean you look at the city side. And me and you, Sam, who were, we were sat together, we were just in awe of their bench because it was Sane, De Bruyne, Jesus. Ridiculous. And you just Ridiculous. think that that those three players would walk into any team, walk into our team. without but, any question. But they had a few weaknesses in defence, which we exploited. Well, yeah. So I was th- that was my only real surprise was that Stones didn't play. Um, Otamendi and Laporte haven't played together too much this season for City. I mean, on paper, Walker, Otamendi, Laporte, Delph, it's, it's not the most terrifying back four. Like, you look at that back four and think, we can get at them. We, you know, they're going to give some in away. That back four costs 120 million quid. Yeah, I mean, Walker, I know he gets a lot of stick from Spurs fans. He's a quality player. Yeah. He's Best a great player. In the country. And we've always said about him that is that he's quite thick. He's stupid, yeah. and that he, you know, he's a great athlete. But if you can be clever and draw him out yeah. and get him into areas he, he doesn't necessarily yeah. want to go into, he doesn't really think Silly about it. Mistakes, isn't um, it? And I thought that was really interesting because after about ten minutes, Poch into a te- into his technical area, he swapped Ericsson and Son. Yeah. After about ten minutes, and he said to Ericsson, "You come and play against Walker." And Walker did not know when he when to go tight on Ericsson, when to drop off, when to follow him into midfield. Because Ericsson knows, all right, I'm not going to outrun him. Yes, yeah, true. I'm not going to go down the outside of him. So what? I'm not even going to play against him. I'll leave him. I'll, I'll, I'll stand 15 yards centrally and, him. and I'll, I'll play against um, Otamendi instead. And, and, and all of a sudden now, both centre-halves are picking a man up. And it's that's where Walker's weakness is. Whereas with Son in the first 10 minutes, he was just trying to get him behind, get him behind, because that's what his game is. And for Walker, brilliant. Yeah. I'll deal with that all day. So it was brilliant from Pochettino Playing in front to of Walker is the trick, rather than trying to play him behind Yeah, him. because you can't, you can't really. No one's really going to outrun him. So I thought that was brilliant from Pochettino. Um, 
the first 15 minutes, the, the, we talked about atmosphere, the noise was absolutely incredible. And we were silenced briefly by uh, one of the most strangest decisions at the time to all Man City a penalty. I mean, we couldn't believe it. We'd, we weren't even really sure what was happening because obviously there was the shot from, I think it was, it was either Sterling or Aguero hit it. We knew someone had got a block in, but we, we didn't even consider handball. Um, and Dav- David Silva, to me, looked like he was in offside position and the ball went out for a corner. So when it came up VAR, I said to you, Sam, yeah. they're checking Silva's offside yeah. and we'll get a goal kick out of this. Yeah. And then it came up on the big screen, penalty decision. And we're thinking, what? You usually see it, didn't you, in the ground. If it's handball, you think, oh, God, that's handball. And no one went up for that. it either. I had no idea what it was being given for when I, I saw it. No I don't idea. understand with VAR because they go, they go to the length now of putting up what they're checking... Why can't they have got four massive screens in our ground? Why can't they have a live feed of what the ref's actually looking at? Whatever he's looking at, whatever angle he's at. Because if you would have seen it, you then can have a bit of context to what he's looking at. Because when the decision was made, I didn't even know that there was a potential handball in it. I didn't even see Danny Rupp that happen. I think the reason why we don't see a live stream is because it, the crowd could influence the decision. There'd have been uproar over that decision last um, night. Well, there was anyway. But what I mean is, if that was the other way round, that decision... Yeah, I get what you're saying. Right, okay. For, for, so to set the record straight, it's definitely a penalty. He's unlucky, Rose, but that ball is going on target. It's hit him on the hand. I know it's a case of where can his hands go, but that's what the rule is now. Whether or not we agree that should be what the rule is is a different matter. The rule is, if it hits you on the hand and it's deemed as your hand's in an unnatural position or it's deliberate, they're going to give a penalty. I you saw I the shambolic you saw the shambolic PSG one against Man U a few weeks ago. I don't, I don't think that, that the rule should be stating that that is a penalty, but it does. So therefore, he has to give it. I, and he got a yellow for it. I think it's UEFA's a conspiracy at UEFA. They're trying to get an all-Manchester final, personally. <laughs> Um, but then obviously you see Aguero put the ball on the spot and you're thinking, oh, because we'd started quite well, we were lively, um, and you're thinking, oh, he's going to tap this away 1-0, that's going to silence us, it's going to be tough from here. And Loris, who never ceases to amaze me this season, because he is either absolutely brilliant, which he was last night, he, I couldn't fault any part of his game last night, the penalty saves fantastic, he commanded his area, his distribution was brilliant. It was literally almost a, a faultless goalkeeping performance. But then Liverpool last week, it cost you the game. Well, it's such a strange... Well, this podcast last week was discussing whether he was finished or not. Yeah, and, I, and I, the, the thing is with me and goalkeepers and with any players, no one's above criticism and everyone deserves praise when they play well. So no problem with that. The last thing you want is a goalkeeper where your question is his consistency. That's the lot. You I, want a solid goalkeeper. It winds me. It winds me up with Loris because Spurs fans really do get on my nerves because they they question him on can he play at this level? Is he the caliber of keeper that we need? Every goalkeeper in the world, David de Gea is considered probably the best in the world. He makes tons of mistakes. He's not faultless. If you play in goal, it's the one position. If you make a tiny error. Everyone sees it's it in. every it's single in, time. Mm. Hugo Lloris has only come off the back of winning a World Cup. He's only been captain of his country since he basically got in the team. He's when you're talking about calibre of a player, you can't get a lot higher of his stature in the game. He definitely has made plenty of mistakes this season, 
But it really frustrates me because what more can the man do to prove you wrong? He makes a mistake and then he comes back and sets the record straight every single time. I just think we need to appreciate him a I've bit got, more. I've got two theories. I think the first one is uh, that every game we play for the rest of the season, we should play Champions League music before the yeah. game because we'll get the yeah. best out of him. And, and in the era of the £70 million goalkeeper, well, the City goalkeeper didn't cover himself in glory last night with a exactly. shot that Sun scored because, to me, that was terrible goalkeeping. It went straight I under him. I think the, the question mark around Laurie, and I completely get your point, Sam, that all keepers make mistakes. All footballers make mistakes. You know, no one's perfect. You watch Messi, he makes mistakes yeah. in games. No one is perfect. The thing with Loris is that the mistakes this season have all been in really key games and big moments, you know, moments that, you know, Barcelona, really do Liverpool, define your yeah. season at times. That's the frustration. You can probably get away with it a little bit if you drop a cross at home to Crystal Palace and yeah, you, you go on and win 3-1. Yeah. You can get away with it. But when you make blunders in the last minute and you in big games, you don't do... You don't perform at the level that we know you can. I think that's when fans get the most frustrated. In, in his defence, you know, even the mistake at Liverpool, you know, you've got to then question the rest of the team because we, sh- we should have been Everybody's, outside. Everyone this, can be blamed. This is the thing as well. He, he, Liverpool, he was solely at fault for the goal. I don't dispute that. But if you want to go into that, in the whole build-up to every goal that Loris has potentially cost us, whatever that means, I could pick out definitely three or four players that could have stopped the goal in the build-up. So I do, certainly. Might as well just... He makes mistakes, but he's he's backed himself up in this game. Let's focus on the positives with Loris rather he has, than And I think negatives. your point is that he has bounced back from his errors this season. Yeah. And that's not really something I thought about, but he, he, when he's had a bad game, it has then... The games after, there's been a big yeah. performance, big save. So... I don't know. It's, it's strange because with Loris, you just always associate him with calm and consistency. And... This season's not really quite been that with him, and it has all coincided with the off the field stuff that's gone on. Yeah. Um, so there has definitely been a change in him there. Um, but the penalty save was absolutely fantastic, and from then on, I mean, we celebrated that save as if, you know, it, we'd it won was a, a cup. It was save. just everyone went mad, didn't they? And and seeing it played back, it was a better save than I thought on mm. the night. I, you know, it was. Weren't far from the corner. Yeah, he come off his line a bit early. He closed the angle down, but that's what you got to do as yeah. a goalkeeper. Would you keep Loris as captain? Yes, you would. I don't think you could. I don't think it. How I don't think you could strip him of his captaincy. You would give it to Kane. I want Kane to be the Tottenham captain, as every other fan does. But there's never a scenario where you could say to Loris. We want you to stay, but you're not captain anymore. Yeah. If we're going to strip him of the captaincy, sell him, move him on, mm. promote someone else. But as far as he's like, for as long as he's at the club, I'd keep him as captain. I I, I agree with all of that. What Sam's just said. Um, but I don't like personally. Don't like goalkeepers. Yeah, you have always captain. said that. Yeah, it's true. I like you know I like someone that can you know put the armband on and go and get in you know get in front of the referee from time to time. Yeah, um, second half then. So it was nil nil at half time, and we actually said at half time, didn't we? Went and saw Stephen Kelvin, um, our friends who we were sitting next to at Wembley, um, who were just sort of down and round a little bit from us in the south stand. And we said to them at half time, you know, we're in a position now where if we keep defending the way we're defending, there's space in behind, we could maybe nick this game one nil. Like it was, a, we we sort of looked at that half time and thought this is a one, it's a one goal game. That was what it looked yeah. like. Um, and the second half started and I was nervous because they could have scored after about a minute of the second half yeah. City 
Um, and all of a sudden you could see what they were doing. Their full-backs were getting forward more to give them the width because their, their wingers didn't play wide. They were all coming inside every single time. And in the second half, the full-backs got a lot higher to create that overload. That, that was the way, though, Jack, in the first half, we defended because we kept yep. them narrow. We played really well. and I was slightly higher up than normal right. yesterday. And we, we, the way we defended... Especially midfield. But they didn't commit as many bodies in the first half. They didn't, no. I do think it was quite an arrogant approach from Guardiola last night. I think it was very arrogant. I thought, he he thought that we can play through the middle the way that we always do and we'll just have too much for Spurs. Um, We, like you said, Dad, we forced them in and we had a really rigid shape. Mm. But I actually think Guardiola got his tactics completely wrong last night. Did he get them wrong or did Poch get his right? A bit of both. I think Poch countered it very well. But I looked at it because we looked at the team and the way it's set up and we looked at Mahrez being out there and no De Bruyne and we thought it was a bit strange to begin with. Great for us because it worked. But it'll be interesting to see how both teams set up in the return leg. The the Mahrez selection was the biggest surprise. He's a brilliant player. But when you've got Sane or De Bruyne or Jesus, you'd probably have them over him. But the biggest shock for me was that you know he had a poor game, Mahrez. He, he didn't take him off yeah. at half time I'd, or I'd after play, 60 minutes. I'd play Sane every game over Mahrez. But I think £60 million. Pound, I, is he a £60 million pound player? Yeah, I think he is. Not for me. So. I think I, I don't he's a good player, but he's, he's, he's £30 million. I think he did most. play well last night, but I think he's probably on the similar level to what... If Sun went, we'd expect yeah. that kind of fee. I'd say they're on a similar level. He's won the Premier League. Yeah, possibly. He's won the possibly. Premier League. Right, but then, you know, as the game went on, you started to get more and more belief because in the second half, they didn't create a lot of City. I know we didn't, not really, but we defended so, so well. This is against a side that, you know, is one of the best teams ever. And we, I felt quite comfortable I think when they had the ball in half. Yeah, the amount of saves that Lloris actually made in the game. It wasn't many. Um, apart from the penalty, I'm struggling to think of any. There was, was a, a couple, couple of low on, down yeah. ones and a, a cross he cut out really well. But there weren't... You know, when we played Dortmund and there was about four good, you know, real yeah. quality saves, there weren't any of that. So I was, yeah. quite, I was quite pleased with that last night. You've, also, really you've also as well got to appreciate... I know we always do and Spurs fans love them both. But the level of defending that we have at centre-half is incredible. Sergio Aguero is one of the greatest strikers the Premier League's ever seen. He's probably one of the only strikers in world football that if you said him or Kane, there's an argument there. He's a quality player. And for Jan and Toby to go out the way they did and just basically force him to be substituted because he couldn't do anything is one of the things that have come out of the game that I think we'll appreciate more now afterwards, considering we all know what Aguero can do. I, I was surprised with City in the last 10 minutes because they went hunting for an equaliser. Now, if that had been me, I'd have thought, right, if that had been Juventus or any of the top European teams, they'd have said, you know what, let's take the 1-0, we'll take them back next week and we'll beat them at home. And we had a couple of little half chances mm, yeah. and a couple of little openings last night towards yeah. the end. We could have nicked that second goal, a bit like the Dortmund game. Yeah. You know, we nicked a couple of goals at the end and, you know, one nil become three nil and, and, you know, it's a lot different. So the only real negative from the game was the Kane injury, yeah. which doesn't look great at all. He's rolled his ankle. He's had ankle injuries previously this season. I'd be surprised if we see him again this season because mm. you'd think an injury like that is probably at least three or four weeks and that's near enough the season. I, when I saw it, I thought, oh, he's gone charging in and there's no reason. And when you look at it again, he's really unlucky because he actually slips a little bit. Mm. 
and then Delph catches him. Yeah. And I it's think, one of them. I think it? he's. I think he's desperately unlucky, really, to get it. And I just thought, oh, his ankle's gonna. But I don't think. I, I think he's just unlucky. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you run the risk of something like that, and every time you play, but every Spurs fan would have wanted Kane. That was one thing I appreciated of him that I hadn't seen that level of how fired up he was in that yeah. game, how aggressive he was. I, I think I think it was it was unlucky, but it's great to see a player flying in and getting stuck in for the team. I, th- I think in the first minute he, he closed he the clearance. He put up a lot of 10 seconds. He got and, a lot of crowds up. And he then... stopped Edison kicking the ball, didn't he? You know, yeah. And when he went off, you know, he launched a couple. I mean, one kick he hit that Edison. And it, it went three quarters way down the yeah. pitch. It's extraordinary. Let's talk about the goal then and the reaction yeah. in the south stand. I mean, firstly, Sun does absolutely brilliantly on the goal to just keep the ball in in the yeah. first instance. Um, to then dribble back in, go past his man. And you know what? He takes the shot a second earlier than I yeah. think anyone had expected. And Edison's yeah. not quite set. Yeah. And he catches it, Sonny. It's it so hard. And when you saw the net go, oh, the scenes in that south stand were yeah. unbelievable. We went absolutely crazy. Um, Sonny come down and celebrated right in the corner where we are. Um, it was just, I mean, it, it was one of the best goals it probably in the last year, I, just given you know everything, yeah. the amount of fight that the team had put in to then get your rewards with that breakaway goal was could, brilliant. Could you imagine being in that south stand, three nil up at under Woolwich or something like that? The noise would be absolutely. We won't have to imagine it next season. We'll get experience. Let's hope so. Let's um, hope so. And then you know we we hold on, we get the win, one nil home to City. What a result! What an opportunity to get through now. You know, we go up there, you know, if we can keep them at bay in the same way, I think we've got such a brilliant chance now of going up there and getting through. They have to beat us. I agree. I they agree. have to beat us. There's and been... if we score, they've got to beat us by two goals. Spurs Spurs have never lost a European tie after winning the first leg. Is that right? That's a fact. And uh, also, just a point on that. I'll remind you that next week. I completely agree uh, with you. On, we, we could have done with the second goal. We could have done with the second Maybe goal. Maybe that. I don't think we... But you can always say that. We'd have all game. taken that result last I, I agree with what you said, Jack. And, Dad, your point... I've seen a lot today um, just by talking to Spurs fans and on the radio. And it really does... It, it really gets at me a little bit because all going into that game, all Spurs fans can are on the same page. We didn't expect to win that game. We we just wanted to get to the Etihad time. Yeah, I would have bitten your hand off at nil nil before yeah. the game. One hundred percent. And if you're if you'd offered me one all, I might have even taken the clean that. Shoot's yeah. quite important. And I'm sorry to go to the Etihad with a lead. If we like you said, if we don't, we just don't have to get beat. If we don't get beat, we'll go through. Mm. I as a Spurs fan now, and I'm a bit different to you, Dad. And since could, you've we, been, we could get beat two one and go through. You've been exactly. watching. You've been watching Spurs a lot longer than me, so you've seen a lot more darker days than I have. God, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with getting carried away and caught up and being and being of the impression that we're going to the Etihad with a win. Why can't we get into the semi-finals of the Champions League? What have we got? Exactly. To say that you've we got, can't do it. You've got, to in, you've got to enjoy your moments as well. We've won 1-0. I, don't, I get what you mean, but if we'd have won 2-0, fans have been saying, oh, we could have done with a third. Yeah, it's There's always that. We didn't deserve to win 2-0 last night. 2-0 would have flattered us. I think our game plan was brilliant. And on another day, we could have lost 1-0. You know, it was one of them games that yeah. was super, super tight. So, you know, we've got a brilliant opportunity going up there. And honestly, I cannot wait for the game next week. It's going to be absolutely sensational. Come around quick. Um, do you think we'll do it? Do you think we'll get through? Or yeah. 
I do. I believe. I genuinely believe to play at that level against one of the best teams I've ever seen and to match them, tactically beat them and win the game, why can't we? I would love to say definitely yes, we can get through. Don't don't even even say it. It's difficult. It's difficult on your face. But I'll say, I'll tell you what, I'm going to have us lose 2-1 on the night. There you are. I'll take that. And get through on the way goals. That's what I'm going to go. But before we have that return leg, we've got Huddersfield at the weekend in the league. Saturday, lunchtime game. Um, They're already down, Huddersfield. So, I mean, there should be absolutely no questions that this is three points for us all day long. This is bread and butter. We need to, looking at the table, goal difference is yes. tight between those sides scrapping for the top four. So if we can, without sounding arrogant, if nice, we can put three or four nice goals three past them, nice three that could actually be really important yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah. I, I think the Huddersfield and Brighton games at home, we, you know, we have to win all the home games. But then ones in particular, I think, if we can get a couple of extra goals, because Woolwich's goal difference is quite similar to ours yeah. there as well. And that gives you the other point, doesn't it? But you know what? Two wins from two we haven't conceded in the stadium. It's fantastic. The fans are up for it. The players will be buzzing. Huddersfield, bottom of the league, already relegated. That should be a comfortable home win. So I'm going to go for a nervy 2-1. Um, <laughs> what, do you think there'll be a lot of goals? I'm going to go 4-0. 4-0, I'm in. Nah. I, I, don't, I don't think Huddersfield carry much of a goal threat. And I can't see us scoring any less than two it's goals. It's literally famous last words. No, that but, but yeah. you know, unless they get a free goal, we'd have to play absolutely dying. Yeah, we would. I can't. I, can't I don't think it would be particularly high scoring. I mean, the goal difference, like you say, is very important. It'd be good, but... This is the business end of the season now. We've just got to win. I don't mind how we play, what the score is. We just have to. To win. me, it's the full. We, I mean, we've got a lot of injuries. It's the full strength team every week now because you know it's, it's still it another four days to the city game. No, um, no. So let's get the three points out of the weekend. It's time now for the We Are Tottenham Hotspur quiz. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. So, for those of you who don't know this feature, I will give you a game that Tottenham have been involved in, the date of that game, the formation that we played, and I'll name about half of that starting eleven. Your job is going to be to identify the other players that started for us rubbish at this. In, that, in that match. So this game is Huddersfield nil, Tottenham Hotspur 2. September the 29th, 2018. Okay. We yeah. played a 3-4-3 So earlier formation. in the season. 3-4-3 three, three formation. Yeah? Earlier this season. Okay? So because this is newer, okay, and it's this season, it's a 3-4-3 three, three formation, so maybe yeah. make a note of that. I want to see if you can get this without any without me naming any of the players in it. So normally I'd give you half the team. I'm not going to give you any because it's this season. Let's see if you can do it. And I'll only give you two mistakes. Three, four, three. three four, so three. already I'm being negative. So just go. For, maybe go for the obvious one to right, start so with. Jan and Toby are definitely going to be in the three. Yes, they are. Kane scored, so he must have played. I'm going to... It's difficult, isn't it? Did you say Kane scored in Kane that game? Kane scored in that game. Because he's got the, he's got more Premiership goals at Huddersfield Stadium. Than go, you're going for Kane up top. Okay, we'll go for Kane up top. I'll tell you, you do the full team. Yeah, and then read it. I'll out just talk through it. Um, so the third cent, the third centre back. Obviously, I'd immediately go with Sanchez. But fourth did get involved and play a bit at the start of the season. What do you think, Dad? There's going to be a few curveballs. Let's in go. There, let's right? go with Big Dave in there. 
just to see. Wing backs is always difficult. Um, I think I'm going to lean towards Ben Davis at left wing back. Danny Rose didn't really play much at the start of the season. So just give that a go. Trips. I or, think I think I'll go with trips. Yeah. Because so this is twenty ninth of September. So that have been after the round of Champions League, and Aurea was tending to play Champions League. Well, let's just see. Let's just see what happens. Right, midfield's going to do my in because Dembele could have been playing in this game, couldn't he? Because he only left in stick Dembele in January. So, Al Ali was Ali injured at the start of the season. I can't remember now. I think he was. It's tough, this isn't it? So Ericsson's I'm gonna I'm gonna stick Dembele in the midfield. Just because I think if he was fit, he would have played. Ericsson. You're going to put Ericsson in there. Was it's 3 4 3, remember this? Son yeah. was back, weren't he? From. Right, let's just. So, who was playing alongside Dembele in the centre of midfield? Was it Winks? Was it Dyer? Was it Suzoko? I'm going to go Dyer, I think. Okay, we'll go with Dyer. I'll let you have a punt on that one, Dad. So you now, need your other attacker. September player of the month in the Premier League was Lucas Moura. Or so August. that well the first first month mm. or two of the season, Lucas was on fire, wasn't he? He was banging loads of goals in. So that puts him in the mix as well. But if Deli Ali was there, he wouldn't not have been playing. I'm gonna say that I, I'm gonna, gonna go get, for I'm, you can pick. Go Mora. You're gonna go Mora. Okay. What date was this? The end of 29th September. 29th of September. It's the end of September. More and then, um, at the t- oh, I don't know. And then go, when did Hugo have too much to drink? <laughs> it could have been the other guy in goal, but... Um, let's um, go with Hugo. Let's yeah. just go with Hugo. This is going to be embarrassing. Okay, so right. tell me what your team is then. So 3-4-3, three, three, Lorisfield nil, Tottenham 2. Loris in goal. Back three of Jan, Toby and Dave. Wing backs, we've gone for Trips and Davis. We've gone for Dembele and Dyer in the midfield and then gone Eriksson, Kane, Mora up front. Do you reckon you got that bang on? No, no. I think there's going to be at least three mistakes in there. You haven't got it bang on. So I'll take you through what that Tottenham team was on the day. So goalkeeper was Paolo Gazzaniga. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Say it there, Kev. Your back three, you got bang on. Alderweireld, Sanchez, Vertonghen. Right wing back, Kieran Trippier. Right. Left wing back, Danny Rose. Oh, I thought Danny Rose was dead at the start of the season. Danny Rose played in that game. Embarrassing. Two central midfielders. Who did you say? You said Dembele and Dyer. I don't think Dyer played. He did. He they did. started together in there. Oh, that's all right then. And then Harry Kane was up top, which you got. Lucas Mora is correct. And then it was Son. Wow. There was no, no Ericsson. Ericsson. Ali. Ericsson good, and Ali. Well, both oh, not embarrassing. Have you only got two wrong? No, they've got three. Ericsson and that's Ali good. weren't in the squad. That's, that's em- good. That's embarrassing. I've let, I want to apologise to everyone <laughs> that's listening. Um, and the substitute goalkeeper that day was Alfie Whiteman. So there was no Loris whatsoever on that day. So he'd been drinking. So uh, there you go. Not a bad effort. Not Hard bad. that. It's difficult that, because we've rotated a lot this season. After some of my previous efforts at that, 8 out of 11 is pretty good. Not too sad. No, I'm happy with that. So that's a good effort. So Huddersfield this weekend. Yeah. Enjoy that game. City next week. We'll be doing another pod after that second leg of the Champions League. Or actually, it's on the Tuesday, isn't it? On the Wednesday. On the Wednesday. So we'll be doing a pod the night before. 
Jav had to join him for that, so tune in next week because that'd be fantastic. And Big up, remember, whatever happens, the future's bright, the future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.